Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, happy birthday. No, it's not my birthday. Not to you, um, to America. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. America, it's your birthday. You can blow out all your candles. Happy birthday, America. Or you can just shoot off fireworks for four hours in, in a row last night. So you think that's bad. Did you see what happened in Los Angeles? Obviously, this no, is... I'm don't. saying happy birthday because it was the 4th of July yesterday, yeah. in case anyone is listening outside of America. As we do have some listeners from across the pond. We've had listeners in Australia, New Zealand. So, uh, yeah, 4th of July was yesterday. So happy birthday, America. But you sat here and listened to fireworks for four hours. But did you see what happened in Los Angeles? No. So they banned fireworks because they're like, okay... No. Um, and then there's like drone video of just, it looks like a war zone of just fireworks going off, like on every city block, just like exploding in the air. It looked really cool, but I imagine it would be hell on earth for anyone that was not part of that, like memo that must've gone around to be like, Hey, just heads up. We're going to shoot off all the fireworks. I mean, that's what it was like here. Like it was like shaking the house. It was that bad. Hmm. I went down to do like do some dishes at like nine o'clock and the floor was shaking just constantly damn yeah it was really really bad you should have taken a video i would have i, I mean obviously i wasn't here to witness that but that would have been cool to see from I, afar <laughs> i was i was like violently mad i was like shaking i was just like just 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 make it stop it was like uh like water torture like you didn't know what was coming but ever you know every once in a while I was just like boom 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 and i'm like oh, come on did just, you like did just, you go outside to see like where it was coming let from it stop no because i knew if i was gonna walk outside i was just gonna start yelling like an old man just be like Go inside. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. The other day, I think it was someone threw firecrackers like in the intersection. Like, yeah, right, like right here. Yeah, because yeah. I looked outside and there was just smoke, and I was like, "Oh, what's nobody there? No cars." I was also driving home last night. That you know, the, like the gas station down the block or whatever. Yeah, uh, there were dudes across the street from it letting lighting off like big explodey fireworks. I'm like, "You guys, you're next to a gas station. Like, don't." Be, also, one that just like so reopened stupid. after blowing up about a year ago. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. The other one. Oh, like all the way down there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, by the chicken place. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I was like, guys, it's a gas station. Come on. Like, could, all it takes is one stray. Your your bottle rocket fell over, and it it and hits it's a going gas into, pump. Yeah, yeah the like, pump. like just just think about it for like a second. No, nobody's thinking because all they're thinking about is Happy Birthday, America! Explosions and how they look pretty for a couple seconds. Yeah, but they're doing it to celebrate a birthday. I guess. Yeah, uh, it was also Moa Metal's birthday. One of the girls from Baby Metal. Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Happy twenty-first birthday, Moa. There you go. So yeah, birthdays all around. Everybody's having a everybody's having a birthday. <laughs> uh, every, I mean, every, literally everybody has a birthday. So that's I true. Feel, you I feel are conf- born at I, one point. I feel confident in that stance that I can, with one hundred percent certainty, say that everybody has a birthday. Well, except for people who like don't know when they were born. Everybody's got one though. Even if you don't know it, you, you've got one. Even the people who like make up ones for their pets, they've got them. <laughs> everybody's got a birthday. Everyone has one, just like buttholes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're very similar. They can be both good and bad. And one you want to celebrate and one you don't. That's right. <laughs> Every They're all very similar. That's a good point, John. Buttholes and birthdays are the same. I totally agree with your sentiment. Uh, and I don't know how to pivot out of that. So, John, what'd you play this week? <laughs> My butthole. No, don't play with that. Um, must, just be very careful. Uh, no, uh, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, as usual. Um, they added an update 
Mm-hmm. So there's new maps. I think there's like two new maps for multiplayer. Um, they're like I'm awful because I can't remember the, the name of it. But it's like a uh, it's like a street with like shops around the corners and stuff like that. And then there's like a fountain in the middle. So it's like a mediumish small map mm-hmm. um, for multiplayer. A promenade. I, I yeah, it's a promenade. Yeah. Um, and then there's a longer version of that for Ground War, which is probably the smallest Ground War map because it's just like a long road. Yeah. And that is fucking annoying because it's just Sniper City. There's, oh, yeah. There's a road on each side and then like there's a couple cars that you can hide behind and then it's just a barricade and it's a long just like there's like little um, like kiosks and stuff in the middle. And there's so there's not, like, buildings points. to weave in and out of or anything no. like that? No. Mm. There's little kiosks that you can weave in and out of, but you can't, like, step on top of anything. And if you get caught, like, if you spawn outside of those walls, you have to run for a while to get to another one. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just came to the point where it was, like, I'm just getting sniped constantly. And I was like, this is not fun. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's why I stopped playing the, like, 50 or 75 or 75 or whatever, like, Super Warzone map. Because I was like, everyone's just... It's really all it is. Yeah. And, like... They added some other stuff, like um, text chat now shows up on the screen, which was really annoying. I instantly turned it off because it was just everyone else whining about how there were snipers everywhere. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I'm aware. I don't need the constant reminder. Um, they also added a thing that if you get a long shot on somebody, it tells you how far away the, the enemy was. Oh, that's cool. Which was really cool because, like, it's nice to see, like, oh, that's a long shot. But, like, it's even cooler to see it show up and it's, like, in red and it's, like, 130 meters away. And you're like, fuck yeah. Well, aren't there challenges, too, that are, like, get long shot from a specific distance? I feel like that's got to be a um, challenge in Battle Pass at some point. Not distance-wise, just get long shots and long shot headshots. Gotcha. Um, but, like, I've been trying to do certain long shot ones. Um, I've gotten really good at quick scoping, which mm. is a thing I didn't think I would get decent with. Which is just obviously shooting real fast uh, by looking down the scope. Mm-hmm. Um, but they uh, also added a couple contracts or new contracts to um, Warzone. Mm-hmm. So there's like uh, a race to the buy uh, zone thing, the mm. whatever the purchase. Like the buy station? Yeah, there's a race to the buy station contract. Where, like, legit, you just get it, and it gives you, I think, a minute to to the buy station, but it's, like, far away. So, like, you usually have to get a vehicle. Do people, like, do people know that you're, like, getting it? Like, is is there any kind of giveaway of, like, hey, it's, someone's trying to race to a buy station, you better... No. Because, like, how, like, the recon shoots up the, you know, the flare, and everybody knows. Right. There's the, you know, King of the Mountain one or whatever, where, like, everyone knows where you are. Is there a detriment to, uh, like... If you don't get it, just are nothing happens. Out in the open, so. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, is there anything that puts a target on your back, so to speak, the way that there is with some of the other contracts? Not really, but I think the fact that it's so far away, you have to get into a vehicle, so it so automatically just away. shows your, your location just yeah. based on the fact that you're driving around in something. And, um, like, it, buy stations are usually out really relatively in the open, yeah. and there's usually people around them. Yeah. So it's like, it's a race to get there, but the... The positive is you get there and everything's like half off. Okay, I was gonna say what's the what's the gain there? Is it can't just be XP and some you know body armor? No, like everything's super cheap. Oh, okay. Um, they also added um like fire sales. So like every once yeah. in a while it'll just say like fire sale, and then like there are things that are there's always one item that's free, and so like I think it's self revives are usually the free one. Yeah, I, I have seen that. They added that when they added like the choppers, like the supply choppers and stuff in the whenever season four started. Gotcha. Um, but I hadn't seen like I'd seen the new symbols on the map this week, but I hadn't like looked into what they were because I was like, I don't care. Yeah, 
I, I just did one. Um, I had like a couple challenges that were like do stuff in yeah. war zones or in uh, yeah in war zone. Yeah. So I was just trying to do that, but they also like changed the whole layout of the the menu now. So like you choose like yeah. battle royales and then you choose singles duos three or four. Yeah, it took me a second when they updated that to be like, did they take solos out again? God damn it. Yeah, no, it's nice because like now there's other stuff you can do as well, and it's not just the four options. Like you have. Yeah, it's like plunder, blood money. There's a juggernaut something yeah juggernaut drops from the sky and like you're fighting over the juggernaut juggernaut armor yeah um, but then it, like once you get it you move slow as shit and music blares so like it automatically puts a target on your head anyway yeah there was another one that they added too i don't remember what it was but i didn't check it out. uh 200 people oh that's what it was yeah i, I guess they said juggernaut and 200 people are now just going to be standard they're going to stick around forever interesting um so i think that layout is going to be how it is going forward which makes sense to i guess put all the different battle royale versions under one uh like under one banner yeah um but, but i think do they get rid of duos i don't remember if i saw duos there and looking i back don't on remember because i just usually do solos from Same. now on um there are a couple things where like i have to like revive like teammates and stuff like yeah. that but like the last four times I've tried to do team based stuff, my teammates just go fuck off. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? Can, why are you? Why are you playing a team? Yeah, like if you're just gonna do your own thing. Like singles do exist. Just go play solo. Um, but there's a there's also a new mode in um, the the multiplayer mm-hmm. that is like a, a king of the hill flag ish mode where like um, you have to get the flag and then when your team has the flag, you get more points for any kill so like mm-hmm. everybody on your team gets i don't it's not double points but like gets extra points yeah for the fact that you're holding the flag um and certain maps it's cool certain maps like that they're just super open it's just like no one cares about getting the flag because at that point like kills just matter like mm-hmm. you get points you just don't get more points for holding a flag um but there's um shoot house is one of the maps has like an upper office area that only has two doors and then there's like a couple windows that you can get you know stuff thrown in but the last match I just played, um, there was a dude who had a shield, like a riot shield, um, and he died. So I got the flag, picked up his shield, and then like he like respawned in, just stood next to me, gave me the thumbs up, and then we were like back to back with shields up against a wall. Nice. And like I, th- I, I, the matches only last for five minutes, and I held the flag myself for three minutes and thirty seconds. Damn. And I was just like, yeah. And then we kept throwing like trophy, trophy systems out. So that, like anytime somebody would throw in a nade, it would explode. Yeah. Um, he also had trophy systems. So I threw one out. The second mine died, he threw his out. And I kept turning to him and giving him the thumbs up. Uh, and he kept turning to me and giving me like the spinny in the air move. <laughs> and I was oh, like, you yeah. You guys are friends now. Yeah, we're friends. Did you like, like good did, job. Did you send him a friend invite afterwards? No, because like I, I didn't know what his name was because it like doesn't, it usually pops up when you kill someone. And mm. obviously he's on my team. So I didn't see who he was. Um, but I, you know, game of good friends up or thumbs up. And then like when the round was over, we just started spinning in circles next to each other. <laughs> oh, it's a shame that you couldn't find out his name. That would have been a cool little, little team that you yeah. made. Little team up. It was fun. Um, but then, uh, yesterday my sister recommended a game on the phone, which you might have an interest in called like uh, beat blade. I think it was, hmm. which is pretty much, a, a infinite runner, um, beat saber clone. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Beatblade. Uh, it's a little unforgiven in the fact that, like, if you get hit once, the song's over. Yeah. And, like, you can watch an ad, but it's, like, a 30-second ad, and that's those generic, like, iPhone ads. Here's a tower defense game. Yeah. Like... No, now it's these, like, solve a way so that the, like, 
Butler doesn't get frozen to death. Oh, thing. one of those where it's not actually the gameplay. It's yeah, just and that's like, not really a game at all. Yeah. Um, I was. I want to. I want someone to make a game based on those ads that aren't the game, where it's like, don't drown the, you know, guy. Yeah, like, don't melt the cat with yeah. the lava. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to make the cat melting game. I mean, the non-cat melting game. I want that one. Make me that game. Um, but the the Beat Blade game has like actual songs in it, which is something that you said you like were wanting from Beat Saber. Um, but like they're it's very ranged. Like the 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 genres and stuff is mm-hmm. all over the place. Like they have um like Uptown Funk from whoever that is Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. Yeah. Um, like that's in it. There's a baby metal song in it. Huh. There's a bunch of um like. Japanese stuff so like there's a song from Initial D the the car racing anime mm-hmm. um, but then there's like the gorillas are there there's an Eminem song and I'm just wondering how long is it going to take for this thing to get taken down well like it, does it have the lyrics or is it just like the melodies no it's the full on song huh. there's a Billie Eilish song in there like it's it's from a Chinese company so I'm sure they're skirting oh, some yeah. sort of copyrights Yeah, but like it's a legit game like and it's one of those things that like you can pay the money to unlock all the songs or you can just watch an ad and then unlock them so i was just like well this i'll i'll watch this song like i'll, I'll watch this ad to like play this song yeah um like imagine dragons and stuff on there um a lot of them are just like portions of the song they're not the full song mm-hmm. but some of them like uh feel good ink is the whole song the gorillas feel good ink <clears throat> um but it's just an infant runner you just swipe to get the boxes mm-hmm. um and like you're a dude with a samurai sword um, and then there's like bombs, and if you hit the bombs, obviously the song is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish there was a like three strikes and you're out sort of thing, because sometimes like you just get screwed in the very beginning, and then you're like, oh well, that sucks. Like now I have to now sit through another <laughs> shitty ad to start this over. You can't like force quit the app and then go back in. Like, I'm it's... sure it probably takes just as long. <laughs> yeah, but then you don't have to watch the ad. That, that's true and then i'm not giving them money yeah it's like the uh like oh, i'll drive back roads even if it's the same amount of time as sitting in traffic because i just need to be moving yeah. it's the same kind of thing where it's like it's it's fine it's the principle of the thing i just want to be in control of my own situation <laughs> um yeah it's like that uh but it's it's a fun game and it's very much just beat saber but instead of moving your arms you're an infinite runner it's like even the same like sound mm-hmm. effect when you like break the boxes and stuff yeah, but see, I like the swinging my arms part. I do too. I wish I could do that to the music I want to like listen yeah. to, but at the same time, I don't have a VR, and yeah. I don't have the option to listen to the music. And, can I get like and this is free? <laughs> can I get like two phones on like armbands and swing my arms that way? I don't think it would work because it. it's an infinite it's, runner. There's no motion controls. No. Damn. No. Well, then forget it. We would also just call you like Adam Two Phones after that. Really? That's that's the best you could come up with is Adam Two Phones? Yeah. I mean, you're on the spot. I put you in a in a bind. Yeah. You come up with something better for next All week. right, I'll think about it. <laughs> that's my homework. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, well, I guess even, like, that guy who put, like, a million phones on his bike to play Pokemon Go is still called, like, Phone Grandpa or something. Like, it's not... I think he's just called, like, Pogo Grandpa. Yeah, it's something very simple. Who also just got an upgrade. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he got, like, a million more phones. He has he's 64 phones now. Yeah. Um, he's like not allowed to ride his bike, by the way. Like the government straight up was like, nah, dog, like you can't ride a bike cause you're not. It's not safe. There's it's too many not phones. Safe. Yeah. You can't um, see. It's too many phones. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. That's. I just I, can't believe he hasn't been mugged. It's like dude's riding around with all those phones. I mean, he's a, he's like a staple by now. Like if somebody mugs him, like 
people are going to find the person who mugged him and probably <laughs> murder him. Yeah, but then you've got all the phones. So, you know, just leave one phone and be like, okay. They're also not his property. They're given to him by um, a cell phone uh, battery company. Oh, uh, to test? Like, they're like, we know you're famous, like, for having a bunch of phones for Pogo. <laughs> like, we'll give you a bunch of phones and a bunch of batteries. Yeah. Like, you're our sponsor. See, or, so like, there's we're, no we're, downside to him if you mug him. You just take a, you just take the phones. They're not his. He's fine. But then you got a company going after you as opposed to an old man. Yeah. Yeah, but what what company? Some bad. Obviously, I, I need to stress this. Do not mug this man. Do not mug. Don't mug Pogo Grandpa. Yeah. Don't commit crimes. I'm not saying commit crimes. Hopefully, you didn't <laughs> fast forward to the part where I said no crimes. I uh, I saw a guy when we were in Japan who had like six phones. <laughs> Amateur. But this was like in 2016, uh, and we were like by the beach and he like pulled out a like a, a like laptop tray that he had on his back that mm-hmm. had them like glued to and they, i don't know if they were glued but like they were like stationary on this tray maybe they were like velcroed well wait if this was 2016 was that pogo grandpa like in his no, pogo was that grandpa his was, first form was definitely he was on a bike so okay and I think he had way more. But what if you saw him before he got the bike? What if this was like his first evolution? Uh, I think Pogo Grandpa was in Tokyo, side. not in Kobe. Okay. Yeah. Enough. So unless he moved or is well, he could have with that bike constantly, constantly moving throughout the country. It's like real Pokemon. He was stuck in that other town, and then he got access to bike, and he was able to <laughs> pedal all over, all over Japan. That's exactly how it is. Yeah, that's how Pokemon works. Is that you have to walk everywhere, and it sucks, and then you get access to bike, and then you can pedal. You can also buy bike. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's gaining access with yes. money. Yeah. You know, it's still, you didn't have bike and now you have bike and you can bike anywhere. That's true. Yeah. So maybe you just saw his first evolution. We don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known because I wasn't going to ask old man why he's <laughs> playing Pogo. Excuse me. Are you the, the ones in future Pogo Grandpa? Yes. He'd be like, no, but that's a good idea. I should get a bike and ride around and call myself and Pogo And not Grandpa. be able to see anywhere I'm going. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Safety first. Everybody, safety first. Um, so did you play anything else? No, just just Call of Duty and Beat Blade. Well, just a little bit of Beat, Beat Blade last night. And mm-hmm. uh, well, I've been playing the, the Pokemon... Um, DLC? Or the Cafe Mix? Yeah, Cafe Mix game. I just like play like one or two a day. Yeah. It's not any easier. So like they're definitely trying to milk some sort of money out of you mm-hmm. but they also just announced that they're adding more levels so oh, okay. like this is a thing that like all has a finite amount of levels and then they're now adding more who knows how many they're going to add after that um i think i'm on like 104 or something like that and i think they added like another 80 or something so cool there's close to 200 levels nice yeah what about you been playing more call of duty um not really i was on vacation this week so i was mm-hmm. only around like monday for a little bit and then friday for a little bit um, and so I don't, I think I played like a little call of duty and like, I played like an hour or two of, uh, last of us just cause like, I, you know, didn't really get the time to like sit and play, yeah. um, where I want to like, just kind of get lost in it for a few hours. Um, but yeah, that was really it. Like I, you know, like went, I went away, just a lot of patio dining and walking around outside. It's you know. more of a life than most people are having right now. Yeah. Me included. Um, so, so it was nice. <clears throat> it was nice to get away for a little bit. But yeah, I didn't really play much. I, I popped in like Arkham Asylum for like five minutes. Oh yeah, I saw that like you got like a random few trophies in it. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, I just, well, because like I was watching, I was just looking for something to scroll through on Netflix. I think it was like Thursday night when I got back and I was just exhausted. And Mask of the Phantasm was on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Like, I'm going to watch it. Like, I remember the twist or whatever because it's fairly obvious when you're watching it um but 
like I don't think I had seen it since it came out yeah. in theaters when I like saw it with my parents. Yeah, I was gonna say that was which a always long is time treacherous ago. to take your parents to the theater to, to watch a Batman related property because you never know what could happen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> precedent. Just, of as what? long as your mom is not wearing a pearl necklace, yes, you're no. probably fine. Yeah, and my dad's not Thomas Wayne, so it, it's okay. Um, so then after that, I was like, oh, I kind of, I don't know, like I kind of want to play something Batman-y. Like, and I think I had like the Telltale first season on my PS4, and I also had the Return to Arkham yeah. downloaded because at one point I was like, I'm gonna want to play this at some point. Uh, and then just like played it for I don't know, like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Like it was just. I went through the, I guess, tutorial, like the opening cinematic where you have to like walk through the prison takes forever where it's like, you get, you get there Joker into the prison. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I don't, do I have to be walking through this? Like, can this just be a cutscene? Like I'd much rather just like put the controller down and just watch him do this escort mission of sorts. Cause I'm not doing anything but walking. Yeah. Like I can't really look at anything else. Um, so I was, that kind of like took me out of it immediately where I'm like, ah, damn it. Now I got to do this whole part. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the action of not playing this game. Yeah, but then I played for a little bit once I actually was able to, like, you know, swing from the rafters and drop down on people and do kicks. And I found a Riddler trophy and all the things that everyone loves about the Arkham games. Yeah. Riddler trophies and walking around. Uh, so I did that for, like, 20 minutes. Did I you play the Telltale game? Uh, no. No. It's going to take a real, a real like, desperate need to play something related to Batman yeah. to, for me to go back to that. Uh, just because I don't find the Telltale games fun. Tyler played it and like watched him play a bunch of it, and he liked it because it's more of a movie than obviously because it's a yeah, Telltale game. No, like I, I understand that. It's just I, I need to be in a special kind of mood to play something like that, and it just, I don't know. I'm never. I'm. I don't think I'm ever in the mood to play a Telltale game. Uh, yeah, I think they've far surpassed their window of like people caring about their games anymore yeah i don't begrudge anybody that does like them it's just not it's not a thing where i'm like yes the telltale game like if i had to choose between the an arkham game and a telltale game i'm gonna pick the arkham game yeah uh every time so um so yeah no not really much this week just kind of took a took a nice little week off which was good that's good um so we'll jump in from what we're playing to the lightning round not lightning round uh and we'll start with a bit of news that actually has more context to it um, potentially than just upfront face value. Uh, and that was the uh, 2K Games this week unveiled their kind of release plan for NBA 2K21, uh, which is, you know, cover athletes and different editions and everything like that. Um, and what this kind of did was possibly shed some light on what next-gen games are going to cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a convoluted little chart uh, that kind of explained everything that's coming out and everything that you get. Uh, there's also different cover athletes depending on different editions, which they've done before. Have um, they? Yeah, there's always like the legend edition. Oh, where that's it's right. Like, there's like the like one expensive one and then the normal priced one. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's you know current player X, and then like Shaquille O'Neal right. or whatever. Right. Um, the Jordan edition, like they always have these like special editions, um, that usually come with like my player perks and virtual currency and all these different things. Um, but this one they have, uh, they announced two cover athletes, depending on which generation you get the game on. Uh, the first uh, is Damian Lillard, who plays for the Portland Trailblazers. He will be on the cover of the PS4, uh, Xbox One, Switch, and sta- I guess the Stadia cover athlete. Like he'll just be the guy on the menu. Uh, <laughs> Not the real cover. Stadia, yeah. 
Um, so he'll be available on that, while Zion Williamson of the Pelicans will be the cover athlete for the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions. Um, that's all pretty standard. What is different here is that while FIFA and Madden have committed to the, what is it, the Xbox, uh, what's the thing where you get a free upgrade? I forget what it's called. Direct. Uh, smart delivery. Smart delivery, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've already committed to a smart delivery-like system for going between uh, you know, the PS4 and PS5 and Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Even though Madden's was like, there's a time limit on it, it's still a free upgrade as long as you do it within... I think the it's like football by, season. Yeah, it's like by March, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is plenty of time if you're going to get this year's Madden. Um, what... Uh, what they're doing is something completely separate where they're, you will have to buy the game again or buy a special edition. So um, they've said that there is no smart delivery, no free upgrade between the PS4, PS5, Xbox One Series X versions. Uh, if you want, you got to buy one or the other, depending on what you want. Or there is a special Mambo Forever or Mamba Forever edition, not Mambo. It's a different, it's probably a dance. Papa loves Mambo. Yeah, that's just dances upgrade packages, Mambo Forever. <laughs> Um, no, Mamba Forever, uh, obviously in relation to Kobe Bryant, who passed away uh, back in February, which seems like forever ago, but uh, it was just February. When yeah, it he, does seem like forever ago. When he died. Um, so what the Mamba Forever edition will get you, it will be $100. It will get you both the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X versions of the game uh, for you to be able to play you know one or the other once you upgrade as long as it's in the same you know playstation account xbox account yeah family system um so basically what they're doing is they're charging you 40 bucks if you want the upgrade which kind of sucks i mean the the mamba forever edition yeah you get you know that's again the extra currency the extra all that kind of stuff um but i think they would have had that version anyway without the giving you the free upgrade to it. So essentially, if you want both, you kind of have to pay 40 bucks, which is the cheaper route to go to because according to 2K21's uh, sales chart for this game, uh, the PS5 and Xbox Series X edition of the game will cost $69.99, up $10 from $59.99. We've been at $60 games now for two generations, the PS3, um, PS4 and 360 Xbox One generations. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's possible that we may be increasing another $10. So now up to $70. What do you what do you kind of think about their release strategy? And what do you kind of think about $70 games? Uh, it makes sense. As much as I don't want to spend $70 on a video game, because, I mean, we're just used to $60 by now. Like... Games are bigger. They're coming out on two discs now because mm-hmm. they're so big and like they're more, you know, visually realistic than ever before. So like the technology behind them is getting more advanced. So sure, it makes sense that they're $10 more. I don't necessarily want to pay $10 more, but like video games are expensive as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can understand if this is the like if this is the generation that makes that jump. Especially if these are going to be like uh, like ultra Blu-ray discs and stuff like that. Those yeah. always cost about ten dollars more as well. Mm-hmm. So if these are going to be on ultra Blu-ray discs, yeah, that makes sense that it's ten dollar jump. I'm again, I don't really want to have to pay seventy dollars for mm-hmm. video games anymore, or you know, coming up. But it's also better than like it, due to inflation. Like NES games were like eighty dollars at the time. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that even without inflation, they were like seventy dollars at the time. Like the, I think like the Super Nintendo and like Nintendo sixty four era was really expensive, given what. Well, like three EO games were straight up a hundred dollars. Yeah, um, and that's not due to inflation. They were hundred dollars like at the time. At the time. Yeah, because even now, I feel like I see ads where it's like get Mario sixty four used, like last year's greatest game, and it's fifty five dollars, which like. That would have meant that a year prior it would have been even more if that's the like after one year sale price. Yeah. In some flyer that someone scanned from a comic book from you know 1997. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean you're right. We've talked about it before. Of you know games have gotten bigger, they've gotten better, they've gotten more impressive. The technology inside of them is leaps and bounds ahead of where we were in what 2006 when the ps3 came out and the three or 2005 when the 360 came out um like if you look at games from that period of time and games now it's like it's completely different yeah Yeah. um i mean the for 2k21 purposes like they're touting it's built on these next-gen systems it's got two second load times it's got you know more impressive graphics and like individual sweat glands rendered in real time like all these (laughs) different things um so yeah it honestly doesn't surprise me i too am sad that i will have to pay 70 dollars for for video games especially once we shell out whatever 500 plus dollars that it'll probably cost to get the next gen systems um that's why it's such a great thing when those some other games are doing free upgrades here i think it's kind of silly to to make you buy the deluxe edition to get the free upgrade uh when you know, everybody else is kind of playing ball and looking at consumers first, but um, I think it's going to be a tough sell for sports games come the fall, depending on what seasons look like. I mean, the NBA starting up again in two weeks to finish the 2020, like the 2019, 2020 season. So like they'll finish that in August probably. And then, yeah, hockey should be starting up sometime soon too. Uh, but then like, does the next season start in September like it normally would or start in October like it normally would? Like, what does the season look like for an NBA game? Yeah. Um, will people be more jazzed? Will there be a season? <laughs> like if we hit a second wave of unprecedented times, will it, you know, will there even be a season? So it's going to be a, I think it's a bad look to charge people. I mean, look, this is 2K, the company that said, in 2004 all sports games should be $20 because oh, yeah i forgot about that because we don't uh we don't make enough leaps and bounds changes every year and yeah. it's basically just roster <laughs> updates and small tweaks and enhancements uh and then here they are uh 15 years later so to speak saying no 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 you got to pay extra $40 if you want the next gen version or to pay you know full price for it if you want it separately yeah my big gripe about the like pay increase though is like not the fact that like that they're ten dollars more because that is logical but like what we need to get rid of is the fact that we need a fucking chart to figure out which version of a video game we're gonna buy like i miss the days where you buy a game and like that's the game that you get as opposed to like the game that has five or six different versions that come with different inclusions and exclusions, and then like later down the line, you're gonna have to spend another twenty dollars in the season pass, and then you know like nickel and dime you left and right. Like I just want to spend seventy dollars and then have the game. But see, that's the thing: you still can. Like the the base game. Here's why I like. I get what you're saying. I do, I disagree simply because 
I want all those extra options there for the people who want to give them as much of their money as possible because I just want the base game and I don't want... I feel like you get nickel and dimed when there is just the one edition because that's when the season pass and the microtransactions and everything invade your face to try and get you to upgrade. Whereas all the different deluxe and collectors and ultimate editions are for the people who like definitely know they want to give a company $120 for that game, which hopefully means that there will be less like poking you in the face for microtransactions because they've they've gotten extra money from other folks right off the top. But like I don't mind that for physical things. Like if this were like my ideal way that games were released is you get your base edition that's 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. Then there's some middle of the road edition that has you know all of the season pass the DLC all of that other stuff that's mm-hmm. $90 and then there's the $150 one that has the like statue or something like that yeah that's how that works now but like now there's like digital editions that have different stuff than the physical editions do that also have a middle of the road physical or digital edition like well no typically the middle of the road like the base game is the base on both and then the middle of the road digital and physical is pretty much the same you might get a keychain with the physical whereas all the digital extras are all still there and then there's the collector's edition that is all physical so that's basically how it works now. And that's still, you know, five or six different versions of the game. But I like that those exist for the people that want to, that know for a fact they want to give that company extra money because they know they're going to spend it anyway. Right. But I think that if the difference were just strictly physical stuff, maybe not a middle of the road version, but like if it was just 70 and $120, I would rather have it that way. That's what this is, though. It's seven. It's sixty and a hundred dollars. But or then, if you wanted it on the next system, you got to spend seventy or. Yeah, but that's the thing. They're telling you up front. It's yeah. it's. I think it's good that they're doing that because otherwise you'd be like, wait, what do I want? Oh crap! There was a next gen edition I didn't know about. Like, I think it's better that they're telling you up front what what you get and for how much. I guess. I mean, it still doesn't make sense for a sports game, though. Like, I think. Maybe Cyberpunk would have been the one. Like, if this had been the, like, you know, we're making it $70 and Cyberpunk had Cyberpunk had been the one to announce it, I think people would have been like, all right. But since it's, like, a sports game that they make a new one every year, and this is the announcement that games are potentially going to be $70 from now on, seems like a bit, I don't know. I'm glad that maybe they made the decision, because people are just going to kind of scoff at it compared to Cyberpunk. Hmm. Um, but yes, it makes sense. I think I would rather things be more streamlined, but that has nothing to do with the price hike in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised that it's gone to 70. I was, you know, kind of surprised it hadn't happened already. Uh, I'm honestly surprised there isn't more of a dynamic pricing. Like everything is either on this gen was like, it's 20, it's 40, it's 60. Like those are your options for game prices. Like. Why can't a game come out at $55 or $65? I wish $65? it was more dynamic as well because I think certain games offer more content than others and, yeah. and gameplay and, you know, whatever. When, like, clearly there is, like, you know, Crash Bandicoot 4, which we talked about a couple weeks right. ago, is a $60 game. I don't think, and I haven't played it, I don't know any of the details that go into it, but I don't think that I'm getting the same level of content or quality that, like, Last of Us 2 or Ghost of Tsushima or, you know, the next Halo are going to provide. Right. We said the same thing about Pokemon Snap. That's going to be a $60 game. Yeah. I don't think that's the same as what Sword and Shield are in terms of oh, yeah. like content and everything like that. So, like, 
it would have made sense if like Last of Us 2 came out at 65 or 70. If, you know, these other games are like, well, we'll just charge 60. Like, I think there should be more dynamic pricing in games to begin with. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I, ultimately, I guess I'm fine paying 70 for the you know, next gen games. Larger games. But also, like, this is one of those things that, like, you, you vote with your money. And yeah. the fact that people are buying them makes Pokemon Snap and Crash and stuff like that be like, I'm going to charge 60 bucks because people are going to buy it regardless. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, we'll see how, how much sales are impacted by a higher price hike. Or if we see the return of, you know, loyalty programs that give you percentages off. Like maybe there's a Best Buy Gamer program comes back or Amazon starts it back up again where it's, hey, if you're a Prime member, it's $60 if you buy within the first two weeks or something that makes it where you just get it. You, you don't have to feel the impact of that $10 right away. I wonder if we see something like that. I wish that... Um more companies other than Nintendo do like the coin system too. Hmm. Cause like, it's not much. You get what a, a coin for every dollar you spend. Yeah. But like a lot of times it covers like tax, which is fine. Like, well, and like just, there's stuff that I've been like nice. seen in like the store that I'm just like, Oh, like that's, you know, $4. And I was like, Oh, I have $4 worth of coins. Yeah. Like, sure. I'll buy this indie game. And like, they're still getting the money. Yeah. So that's fine. And I didn't, it, this is just a reward for me buying switch games. Yeah. Digitally too. So, yeah, I wonder if we'll see the rise of, like, rewards programs or loyalty programs again in the future um, because of this. I fear the next generation of video gaming. like just, Too real for you? No, like, <laughs> yes and no. Um, just the, the time it's coming out in. Like, this is not a great time for $500 consoles to be, or, you know, 500 to $700 consoles to be unveiled and, and to have a price increase. Yeah, I mean the it is what it is i mean these things were planned years in advance like this isn't like a last minute put to get like slapped together thing so. oh of course i'm not saying like it's just thrown out there but like just the times that we're in right now money is tighter than usual for everyone well not necessarily some people are wholly unaffected but i get what you're saying to for where... the majority of people yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean i guess we'll <laughs> see what the uh, what the generation has to offer uh, lightning round. Uh, we've obviously talked a lot uh, this year about things getting canceled um, in terms of like events and things like that and mm-hmm. moving to online. Uh, this one, though, is the rare double cancellation where uh, it was canceled in real life and then it was canceled online as well, uh, though for wholly different reasons. Um, Evo 2020 has been canceled this week. Uh, originally, it was obviously the in-person one was canceled due to, to COVID restrictions. So you can't have a you know, hotel ballroom full of people all huddled together playing games against one another. So they had uh, moved it to an online situation. Uh, what that unfortunately has uh, led to now uh, is that there was a whole bunch of allegations levied over the week um, against people in the fighting game community, specifically uh, people in the Smash Brothers community was I think they were the hardest hit in terms of, you know, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, you know, having sex with underage people. There's a lot of really disgusting stuff, which we're not really going to talk about that, mostly because, (laughs) you know, we don't have any say in the matter. And uh, I don't, like, I don't follow the fighting game community enough to know who most of these people are um, to be able to, like, speak on the situation. 
but it was it's a big deal and obviously there's resources out there with everything that you can like I'm, we're not going to break down all of the different allocations just because they're unfortunately too numerous to to kind of go through for just this segment of the show um i'm not lightning round pausing for this um but they are out there and i i do think that people should look it up to know you know who they may choose to support or not support in terms of uh you know streamers and fighting professionals and esports people it's just you know it's information out there that that you have at your disposal um should you want to check but one of the people who was accused uh of some some pretty bad things was the co-founder of evo um, so as a result, some initially some esports people were pulling out. Like I think Smash player like Sonic Fox, I think is his name. Uh, he announced that he was pulling out. Um, Capcom announced that they were pulling out. NetherRealm announced that they were pulling support. Uh, Nintendo con- like condemned the situation. Uh, obviously, it hit them a lot harder because it was both Evo and their game yeah. um, that had you know a toxic community for. Um, so ultimately, in light of all of that, uh, they decided that um, Evo would effective immediately no longer be involved uh, with Joey Quellar, I think is his name. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, the, he was obviously the, uh, the founder, the co-founder. Um, so he would not be involved in any capacity with Evo going forward. Uh, and that Evo Online 2020 has been canceled. Uh, they've named Tony Cannon as acting CEO of Evo. Um, this was their statement. They said in the past 24 hours in response to serious allegations made in public on Twitter, uh, we have made the first of a series of important decisions regarding the future of our company. So effective immediately, Joey Qualler would no longer be involved with Evo in any capacity. We're cur- currently working towards his complete separation from the company and have relieved him of all responsibilities. Um, they said Tony Cannon, CEO, he will take a leadership role in prioritizing greater accountability across Evo, both internally and at our events. Uh, they said progress doesn't happen overnight or without bravery for those who speak up against misconduct and injustice. We are shocked and saddened by these events, but we're listening and committed to making every change that will be necessary and making Evo a better model for stronger, safer culture we all seek. As a result, we will be canceling Evo online and will work to issue refunds for all players who choose to purchase a badge. Uh, we will donate the equivalent of the proceeds as promised to Project Hope. So that was Evo's statement. Uh, obviously, no one saw this coming uh, but it is you know the unfortunate side effect of pretty from the from what it seems like online a pretty big problem within the fighting game community um for stuff like this so it's probably best to kind of take a break for a year it yeah seems. sucks for those who obviously are not involved like the people who you know don't play smash but like are in other games yeah. and also haven't done horrible things but also the people who do play smash and maybe didn't know that this stuff was going on maybe they weren't part of the community so to speak that was seeing this kind of thing take place or not take place i guess um but yeah i mean it does suck for all i mean it obviously sucks terribly for all those who were directly involved um and you know had their lives ruined because Mm -hmm. of the actions of terrible people but um ultimately this is i think the right decision in a good time to yeah there's no way that you can kind of skirt over this and then have the event still go on no because you it's hard to have an event like this under the shadow of like okay so what you just an apology and now everybody's back to making money and doing the same kind of things it, it doesn't necessarily stand to great 
the confidence in the system. So to well, speak. and it's also all online where everyone has a voice. So like that would be even worse because mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure the chats would just be flooded with horrible, terrible things. Well, so. and everyone's mic'd up and they're controlling their own mics, so you could say anything and do anything that you yeah, want yeah, yeah. to. Which I mean, give a platform for those to speak out against terrible things and injustice for sure. But those people who would have probably done so have their own platforms. They're all they're already probably streamers, and have Twitter followings and and everything where they can lend their support in other ways. And I think it's good that um, what they would have had as proceeds for the event are going to go to charity. Yeah, that's great, um, which is good and uh, obviously the the right thing to do there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a bit of sad news, obviously for those who look forward to Evo every year because it is fun to watch. Um, but when you know terrible things are going on behind the scenes, that obviously you know, makes for a worse event. So it's a good thing that this is kind of taking a break and they'll come back next year and in person and hopefully have addressed the, you know, the issues of things they did or did not see and just work towards making it a safer and more fun place for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Lightning round. Uh, also a sad bit of news, though, obviously in a different connotation, it looks like the super Nintendo world has been delayed. Uh, it was set to open at Japan's universal studios, uh, in July, ahead of what was supposed to be August's uh, Summer Olympics, which, remember, we were supposed to have the Olympics? Yeah, that's just supposed to be going on about right now, right? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it was the end, end of, of July. The, end of July, beginning of August, if not mid-August. Um, but uh, we, there were some uh, like some leaks this week that showed video footage of what Super Nintendo World looks like. Uh, but ultimately, even though Universal Studios has opened back up, uh, the plans for... Super Nintendo Worlds are have been put on hold indefinitely. Probably won't see those gates open until 2021. Probably along the same timeline as it would have been this year, just ahead of the Olympics, which will now be happening next year. It makes sense because people would be queued up for that more mm-hmm. than anything else. Yeah. So just try and deter more of a crowd coming for that. And also, like that had more physical contact with stuff because it had those armbands that were supposed to link up with stuff. I mean, that I think you had to purchase. I think those are like the Disney Magic Bands where you purchase your own and you keep it. So it wouldn't But I be... still think... I mean, but that's still like There was like, like punching physical. blocks yeah. and Oh, stuff. that's right. Like, you had to punch blocks to get coins yeah. out of it. So like yeah. there's more physical touching. Correct. Um, yeah. But um, the like what they showed off looks neat, I guess. It looks like Super Mario World. It certainly looks like you just dropped out of a warp pipe and there it is in yeah. Japan, uh, which is cool. Um the footage was kind of misleading because it's like just taken by a drone or somebody's camera from I think far it was away. Sitting on top of a tower or some sort. Yeah, from far away, so it looks really small. Um, I think, like in our text, like Joe pointed out that it looks really small, and I think that was just like the camera point of view because uh, you do see some workers in it, and they, you know, they're about the size of what Mario would be compared to like a question mark block, but still, I guess, be able to like punch it. But it's also, like, part of the park. It's not a whole park. No, it's, like, a separate world of the park, the way that, like, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter is. Yeah. Or, you know, and like, Tomorrowland is a part of the Magic Kingdom kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's a subsection of the park. Um, so it... And I, I think it'll grow over time if it's a popular enough area they can add things on. Because this one's strictly Mario from the looks of it. But it's technically called, like, Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo world. world. yeah. So there will be other areas that they could build up to make it a more like massive nintendo area Uh, but right now i mean it looks kind of cool it certainly looks like you're walking through the mushroom kingdom i don't know what they had on tap for like rides or experiences 
specifically. Yeah, they didn't say anything about that other than the the block punching thing. Yeah, um, and it's not like you can see like a giant, you know, coaster or whatever, where it's like, oh, it's Mario's underground coin collecting ride or whatever. Like, there's. I mean, there'd be a a, a, there's minecart levels in Mario. That's what I'm saying. Like, they it didn't seem like there was something where you could then see that the way that they're you know. Like when sometimes when you see new areas of a park, you can see like the coaster being built, right. and you can see like the cars running on a test to make sure everything's yeah. like going well. There's nothing really there for Super Nintendo World. It might not even be there yet, though. Like yeah, this is this has all been put on delay, also because it probably isn't. Yeah, you can't build fully a, built yet. Yeah, you can't build a <clears throat> theme park from home. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do it. I mean, you can. It's Roller Coaster Tycoon, but not or it's a like physical those, one those, that you could. Like dads who build roller coasters in their backyard. Yeah, uh, my favorite is still the dads that put their kids like in a laundry basket and then play a video of a roller coaster on the TV and, and just shake, shake it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just great stuff. Kids that's just dumb. great parenting. <laughs> um, so that's the, that's really the only way that you can build a theme park from home. So yeah, they are you know delayed for that as well. But I do I, wonder where in the park it is though. Like yeah, I've been having, to USJ before, and like mm-hmm. everything's kind of separated. Like obviously everything's separated, but like the Harry the Harry Potter section like is part of the park but like you have to get a ticket to go in like it doesn't cost anything but you have to go there and like you punch in a time when you're allowed to go in oh, okay to limit the amount of people that are in there because there's only one en- entrance and one exit yeah they don't do that at the florida one um the florida one is just kind of like it's there you can take the train between the two halves of it um but you don't need like a separate ticket to get into it i don't believe yeah, this one has like a bunch of like mini parks inside of it. Like yeah. there's like there's a kids area that's not ticketed because kids can just go and do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. But then there was like a like a backlot esque looking area that mm-hmm. had like the Spider Man ride and stuff like that. And like that's also it's not ticketed either, just because I don't think there's enough interest in it. But like that's also just a separate part of the park. Well, yeah, and the uh, Florida does the same thing. Like they've got their Marvel area with the Incredible Hulk ride and Spider Man. They've got the Harry Potter area. Then they've got like the simpsons world and then they've got the backlot stuff with like king kong and the, what is it the the one where the like earthquake oh yeah the like final twister i think is still there thing yeah. yeah so they've got like that's kind of how they all are set up with yeah. different areas um but yeah i mean it looks looks kind of cool i'm excited to go to the eventual one they build in florida or la if wherever it comes to first i'll probably go to that versus going to japan but yeah uh, it's a little closer. Yeah, exactly. And just for that aspect speaks alone. Speaks the language. Yeah, it's just easier. And I know it. Like, I've been to those places before, so it'll be cool to see the additions and the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it looks neat. Well, I guess we'll get more first-person, like, walkthroughs and, you know. We never found out who won the, like, Today Show thing. Oh, like the, you go to New York and you punch the box? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that they ever would announce that or if it's just, like. I thought it was part of the Today Show. Oh, uh, no, I don't remember it being. Because it was like a Today Show sponsored thing. Yeah, but I also don't watch the Today Show. They probably just announced it on the Today Show. Oh yeah. Like here's here's Johnny Johnny Japan, and he's he won. He's I wanted to go, but it was in the middle of a work day. It was like Wednesday (laughs) at three o'clock. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I I think we'll get you know those super fans that go once it finally starts to open, and once they let YouTubers and whoever you know like roller coaster review sites or whatever like go and check it out we'll get more information on it but i mean it looks cool so far yeah and i'll ask my friends because i'm sure they'll go when it opens 
uh, next year, which is, uh, they didn't say, it's just said indefinitely right now, but I think that's for construction reasons and you don't know when the virus will be 100% not a huge deal for everybody. Yeah. Um, Though Japan is doing much better than the U.S. in terms of mitigating that fight. Yes, I know. So we'll uh, we'll see we'll see what it comes to when it comes to it. Lightning round. Uh, we talked, I think, last week about the potential smaller uh, Xbox next gen Xbox. Mm-hmm. Very um, briefly, be- yeah, because there was you know we talked about the Anaconda, which was the code name for the Series X being printed on the motherboard. Uh, there's been this talk of this code name Lockhart for mm-hmm. quite some time. Uh, which has yet to be revealed or unveiled in any um, you know capacity, though it looks like that will be changing come August uh, as an internal Microsoft memo pointed to a new feature of the Xbox Series X dev kits, um, which enables something called the Lockhart mode that allow you to test your game running at reduced specs. This leads people to believe that this is the spec list for the... Uh, like codename Lockhart Xbox, um, as they're calling it, the Series S is most likely the name given to that smaller console. Um, it's basically going to be a more budget-friendly next-gen Xbox. It won't have the you know 4K, 8K, all the different things. It's not going to have nearly as many flops <laughs> as the Series X, uh, and it'll be targeting something like 1080p monitors or 1440p monitors. Or Losers TVs. like me who haven't bought a new TV. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's probably what it is. Not everybody's going to want to drop down the the amount of bills because of the times uh, for the next-gen systems, but will want to play next-gen games. So this seems like it's a stopgap. This almost seems like this is the Xbox One Pro, I guess, if you wanted to equate it to that. Or the Xbox I mean, One X Pro. A, yeah, we already had one of those, though. Yeah, um, so it's the next leap. So it's an in betweenquel, I guess. In betweenquel. Yeah, for like the that. for the uh, for the Xbox. What do you think about codename Sidequel. Lockhart? Um, it, it does make some sense. I don't think it's going to sell very well. Like, I think this is going to be one of those things that like they get two for every ten of the the mm-hmm. Series X they have. Um, it is a nice option for those who don't like like I I want to play the new games that are coming out, but not all of them are going to exist on the current generation consoles so like it's nice that you are giving an option to play those but also i don't want to spend 300 dollars to play those games i would rather just future proof myself and get an x yeah yeah and i think that's different because you're an adult with your own money i feel like this would be a good option for like families where like maybe dad gets the series x and that's his but like the kids want to play xbox games and the kids want to play the oh so newest version kids room or yeah so you just give them the kids one that goes in the playroom that's hey we don't need to throw a 4k 8k tv in the kids room because why the hell would we risk that investment like let's just give them the smaller one they can play all the same games as their friends they can play on the same you know servers or whatever um and so they're not necessarily going to know the difference and they can kind of grow out of it, I guess, to like learn to be more responsible and get the bigger one. Like I feel like that's the target market for this. Is it's the, a very weird and small market, though. I, I mean, there's there's a new twelve year old every day or whatever. So like everyone has a birthday. Everyone has a birthday. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so I think it's more that I feel like this is like it's for people on budgets. Yeah. It's for you know maybe it's not just for kids, but it's for parents who are like I only have so much time to game. Like I'm not spending. 
five, six, seven hundred dollars on this. Like I'll spend three hundred dollars so I can play the newest games with my friends, but like whatever, I don't care. I just want to have I want to have it, but I don't. But I have a budget to keep in mind. Yeah, and my thought that is that the fact that this exists means that the X is going to be like more expensive than we thought. That's that's what my you know theory is that the lock card exists because the Series X is going to be eight hundred dollars. I I I'm hard pressed to believe that it'll be that much. It wouldn't surprise me necessarily, given the powerhouse that they're describing it as yeah. and how it's so far being framed like it is a juggernaut PC. Which, like, if you're going to buy a juggernaut PC, it's going to be you know they're thousands than, of dollars. Yeah, they're more than eight hundred yeah. dollars. So that doesn't necessarily surprise me too much. One other piece from this uh, story is that it's possible that it'll have the same CPU and uh, what is it? Yeah, the same CPU speed as the Xbox Series S, but it'll come with a seven and a half gig of usable RAM. Only four teraflops of GPU performance. So actually, that's less flops than even this Xbox One X, which I think is six. I don't know. I don't, I recall. I'm not flop tracking. Um, I believe that is from the flops. <laughs> the Series X is a 13.5 gigs of usable RAM and 12 teraflops of GPU performance. So um, that kind of gives you a little bit of the discrepancy. And it's about half. They should pull a, a um, an iPhone thing where like the cases for these are the exact same cases as the um, Xbox One X cases. What do you mean? Like the iPhones always have like their SE, which is like oh, yeah. their two generations old case and screen, yeah. but the same insides as their brand new phone. So you want this to look like an Xbox 360, but be way more powerful. It, yeah, I'm just saying it would, it would be yeah. funny because it would save them money, which is what Apple does. They're yeah. just like, oh, we're just going to use the cases that we've got like it's shit, an iPhone 4 shitloads body. of leftover. Yeah, it's an iPhone 4 body, but it's an iPhone 11 inside. Yeah. I... I I had an SE. That thing ran perfectly. Yeah. No, I hear they're uh, it's a good series. But so yeah, I guess we'll see come August what this means. Um, but definitely think it'll be lower price and you know it all comes down to price. That's, yeah. We just keep saying that over and over again. It is weird that you don't have that. I depending on how this goes, and unless they announce a price at their July first party showcase that they've got coming up yeah i think it was if, the 23rd if you don't announce a price there then the next logical price is whenever you reveal this lockhart which means that you'll re- be revealing a price for a thing that you've had for over eight months or whatever because when do we get the official revealing of it at the game awards, game awards yeah. in december so you get eight nine months of like talking about this console looking at this console with no price and they're like, here's the price. But then also, here's a cheaper one. There's a cheaper one. Yeah. Like, it just seems like weird timing. At least with the PlayStation, when we find out the price for the PS5, we know that there are two SKUs and one will be less expensive, which is the digital version. Yeah. Uh, which I, I don't think will be the same price or more expensive. Um, but with Xbox, you're going to know about this. You're going to kind of heard rumblings about this other thing in the background. And then you're going to get a price and a cheaper one all at the same time. And it just seems like it's weird. Like, it seems like a weird rollout for a generation that across the board has kind of had a weird rollout. Yeah. Both on Xbox and Play. Like, PlayStation unveiled the controller first. And that was it. And we're like, really? The <laughs> controller? Come on. Give me the box. So, uh, yeah, this this whole console generation has been weird and wonky. They're just playing the chicken game. Like That's absolutely what they're doing. Waiting for Sony to be like, give us a price. We're going to undercut it by $50. Yeah. Which hey, it's a you know it's a game of putting your money where your mouth is, and sometimes 
Having the cheaper one wins. They should undercut it, undercut it by seventy dollars. Just they should undercut it by three hundred dollars. I mean, yes, I would. I would like if we're playing this game. I'm just going to keep throwing out smaller and smaller numbers. Well, I'm just thinking, like, if they're going to do the fifty dollars thing, not it's got to be seventy dollars to be like, oh well, we can buy you, you know, you can buy our console and a game, yeah, for the price of their console and no game. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's all about marketing. So whatever you got to do to uh, to to win in the end, that's what you got to do. Um, so I guess we'll see come August what whether Lockhart's a thing or if this is just. Really early predictions for the slim version in two years, which also could be it easily could be the same. Well, uh, but we'll see come August, I guess, based on the uh, based on the memo. Lightning round, uh, we got another sequel announced uh, for a game that you liked, John. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, Inti Creates announced that they're going to be making a Azure Striker Gunvolt Three. Um, they like put a teaser trailer out for it and then just said like it's in development. But they didn't say anything else, um, uh, which is fine. It's coming for the Switch, uh, and this is a sequel to uh, Azure Striker One and Two that were 3DS games mm-hmm. that also got ported to the Switch. That also had a side cool um, game. I can't remember what it's called, but I have it as well, and I haven't even played it. Um, it was like a limited run thing. Mm. Um, but these games are super fun. Uh, Inti Creates is the company that did, uh, unfortunately, uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these came out before then. Uh, so it's the same like Capcom-esque Mega Man-looking graphics and stuff, mm-hmm. but these games, you shoot a bolt into the enemies, and then you electrocute that bolt. Um, so instead of just like shooting enemies with pellets or guns or something like that, this is how you do it, but like they set up a mechanic where like you can shoot multiple bolts into the same enemy or multiple bolts into different enemies and then chain the electricity that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like... A new variation on Mega Man, um, yeah. and they were all um, like short mission based games um, or like levels. So well, that makes sense for the 3DS. Yeah, but like I mean, 3DS also had Mega Man where it was like longer, yeah. and then eventually you had a boss at the end. Like these are like shorter mission based, and sometimes there's bosses, and sometimes there's not. Like it's just like this is the mission you go out. This is what you have to do. It's not necessarily just kill all of the enemies mm-hmm. in the in the um, in the level. Um, but I liked it, and it's got a very cool anime-esque um, art style. Uh, th- we don't know anything other than it's being made. <laughs> okay. That was um, enough to get people excited about Skate. So That's true. Yeah, so they didn't even have a logo. They've got a logo and a trailer for this game. <laughs> wow. They, so they're they're way farther ahead of the oh, game. Yeah. So they're, they're doing okay. No, but I'm excited for it. I liked the, the first two. I have to find... Uh, I played Joe's copy, so I didn't actually own the first two. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to find now. Are they digitally available? Uh, it's physically available, but it's. I would. I would rather have a physical. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like worst case scenario, if they stopped making the physical version, you could still play. Oh it. yeah, you can still download it digitally. Yeah. Uh, Luminous Avenger was the the side cool game. Luminous gotcha. Avenger Gunvolt, um, and I think there's two of those as well. So this is the first direct sequel to the 3DS game that came out in like 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been a while. Like, over 10 years. So, this is the first sequel to the, an over-10-year-old game. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, that'll be obviously no release window or anything like that? No, they just said it was in development. Gotcha. Wasn't sure if there was, like, a, well, 2021 or No, nope, they're just holiday. like, we started working on it, and it's, here's some art for it. So, that's cool. Hey, some news is better than no news. Yeah. And uh, some images are better than no images. That's right. Uh, there you go. All right. Lightning round. Uh, we got new rumors this week. Uh, about the supposed Harry Potter RPG that is coming out of Warner Brothers Interactive. This was a game that was 
uh, rumored to be announced at E3, had mm-hmm. that had taken place like normal. Uh, this was part of the what Warner Brothers was going to be unveiling as part of their like whole. I think they were having their own, you know, like conference, yeah. like their own, you know, presser, their own Nintendo Event. show, yeah, um, to show off what would have been what we'd now think to be the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, the Batman Gotham Knight Court of Owls game, and this Harry Potter RPG. Um, there have been some kind of shakeups a little bit that would cause concern about a game like this that hasn't been announced, doesn't have a release date, doesn't have a release window, um, being what we talked about a few weeks ago where WB Interactive is up for sale, meaning the games in that library, which this would be one of them, could potentially get thrown into flux if the new buyer doesn't see value in keeping those, you know, projects open. Mm -hmm. They could easily be canceled. So there's some worry there. Um, but According to uh, two sources um, that it's being made by the studio that made Disney Infinity, Avalanche Studios, which is different than the Avalanche Studios that makes a racing game, which I don't remember. I think Avalanche Studios also made um, Just Cause. Wasn't that Avalanche? I think that's the other one that's not this one. Right. Um, so that's, I know it's like, there's one that made something that I definitely heard of. And yeah, I think it's other just one. cause. Well, it's one is Studio Avalanche and one is Avalanche Studios, I believe is the difference. Uh, but this is the Avalanche Studio, Avalanche Software, uh, that made Disney Infinity. Yeah, Avalanche Studios made Just Cause. So okay. it's Avalanche Software that's making. Um, this Harry Potter RPG. Yeah. Um, so they, they did say that the. Developers are also said to be, quote unquote, rattled uh, by issues such as the COVID pandemic. Obviously, you have to shift everybody to work from home. That impacts development time that, you know, impacts resources and quality checks and everything that goes into making a game. Um, They also said that they're a little bit worried about uh, some recent J.K. Rowling uh, controversy where she said some things that people, you know, took offense to and were not big fans of kind of hurting her stock and the stock of the Harry Potter franchise. Uh, So between those things, the sale of WB Interactive, it's kind of not cemented down when we'll get this. Um, but it is said to be a very real project scheduled currently for a 2021 release uh, on both PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, what do you think about a Harry Potter RPG? Do you care? Uh, last week I said I was excited for it if it was going to be like Bully. Uh, didn't know who was behind it. Uh, so now knowing that the Disney Infinity people are behind it, my hopes are not as high. I don't think we should let the Disney Infinity aspect of it kind of cloud the potential just because... That was meant to be very kitty on purpose. But it was meant to be toys based and everything. So like but the gameplay itself wasn't bad in those games. But what if I told you that they were also the team behind pretty much every shitty shovelware game? Uh Cars One and Two and Three, Toy Story Three, Chicken Little, Chicken Little Two, Meet the Robinsons. Uh, it's just all like kids licensed stuff. Hannah Montana. Well yeah, because they would have been a Disney Studios Bolt. studio. Those are all Disney products that you just and listed. Twenty five to life. What is the? That oh, that was, was like the a PS two GTA wannabe yeah. game. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's the only that and uh, the Mortal Kombat trilogy that they like helped make with Midway. Oh, okay. Um, so like um, the, that was early PS three stuff. Uh, no, that's early PS one stuff. Oh, okay. Because there was a there was a trilogy that came out. On oh the yeah, PS3 they did well. uh, and mythologies on the PS one. Gotcha. Um, but other than that, they've just done nothing but Disney 
garbage. Well, that's because they I think they were a Disney Studios, like a Disney Game Studios studio prior. So that, again, I don't think that necessarily points in the direction of the quality they're necessarily capable of. I hope so. Um, especially given the fact that now that they're the a WB Interactive studio, that has more clout and there's, you know, all these systems, you're now part of a much larger studio system where there's all these other studios that could be helping out on that. Yeah. You've got people who, you know, maybe worked on the Batman games or helped worked on some of these other games where they there's now different pedigrees involved than just like, hey, go make a game based on this movie that's coming out in six months. Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's, it's not necessarily fair to point to their previous, but again, that's the only thing yeah, we, have, the only to thing we have to go on. Of, yeah. um, so I'm not necessarily, I'm not letting that cloud the situation. I'm not like a big Harry Potter fan by any means. Like I've seen all the movies and I like the world. But I'm like I don't I haven't read the books I don't know every single bit of lore. Yeah, it's you know it's one of those things where I'm like I like it and uh, but I'm not like I don't like love it. Right. Like I I know my Harry Potter house, but I don't have a scarf. You know what I mean? Like it's, I was big into Harry Potter until Order of the Phoenix, like the books. I hmm. I don't think I've seen all of the movies. I think I've seen maybe the first three. Um, They're but, all on HBO Max, which you have. I, I do. would recommend watching them. They are all good, and but they I'm only also get better. A book person, like. Yeah. I, would, I think I'd rather re- read the books, but like I think once I got to Order of the Phoenix, it was just way too depressing for me. Like it was just all like Harry's like, "Yo, Voldemort's coming back." And I'm like, "Nah." Yeah, everyone. And he's like, just... "Dude, I have this thing that burns on my forehead that says he's coming back." And I'm like, "Nah, you're a liar." Yeah. Also, you murdered everyone. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why don't you believe the dude has a burning thing on his forehead? Hey, we don't know what happened to Cedric Diggory, man. He just showed up with Harry Potter and he was dead. Yeah. So. Who are we going to believe? Harry Potter murdered him. He must have. That's what uh, Rita Skeeter said. Because, you know, probably the, the <laughs> I Voldemort know that was on the back of uh, Quirrell's head and that he also conquered didn't exist. Yeah, like, that was four Why does ago. no one believe him? Listen. And that was my big issue. Um, but the tabloids, they're very powerful stuff. That's true. If uh, if the, the game is in adult-ish Harry Potter world, like when there are teens, not children... Uh, I think I'll be more inclined to be excited for it. Also, I, I need to like see more to know this isn't just shovel, you know, crap where. No, I mean, this is going to be like an RPG. So I think this is going to be, you know, you create your own. Yeah, student. I want to be me. Yeah. In think, Hogwarts. Well, and that's what some of the leaked video we saw last year seemed to allude to was that like there's a character creator. Mm-hmm. You create yourself. He's a, you know, 11th year student at Hogwarts or whatever. You're like a equivalent to a junior right, or like year eleven student, yeah. At least not twelve. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to be a child. No, and I don't think that's what they're going for here. This seems more in line with what you'd expect from like the Batman games, where it's not a kiddie side scroller, it's not a shovelware game, it's a trip like a full triple A experience. Um, I feel like this is more akin to uh, like Shadows of Mordor than it is to like lego lord of the rings right. or whatever well Which, that's why i was saying like if this is if this is bully harry potter yeah i'm full in for this yeah like even though i i like the harry potter lore and stuff i didn't obviously finish the series but i like the world and if i can play in that world and make my own story yeah yes sign me up yeah and i think that, i think that's what based on all the different leaks i feel like that's the direction they're going mm-hmm. whereas you know and this will be avalanche software's like true test of like what they're capable of where yeah. i feel like this is again the difference between square enix avengers and lego avengers or whatever like because 
Like that was their toys to life. Right. That was their chintzy tie-in. But like the mechanics in that were good. Like the well, gameplay like was Ultimate fine. Ultimate Alliance versus uh, Square Enix's yeah. Adventures. So I think well, I think you're gonna get more closer to what you're looking for. I don't I obviously can't know quality. Right. Where if it will be bully quality, or if it'll still just be kind of meh to bad, well, remains to be seen. But I like I think this could be good, and I'm excited to hear more about it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I. I hope this is them showing themselves and not just shovelware, but we'll have to figure out if it ever gets announced or if it ever comes out. Yeah. I don't honestly don't know what the timeline is now. I mean, this was a game that they were clearly ready to show at some point in the end of June, you know, like at some point in earlier this year, they said we're end of June. We're showing two Batman game or a Batman game, a justice league game and a Harry Potter game. Get ready. Obviously, then COVID slows progress to where they might not be ready for a couple of months. They might not be worried about getting a demo out or videos out or whatever. But I feel like we need to see trailers for this. They should accidentally leak uh, a demo to uh, Stadia for like three hours like the uh, Gods and Monsters people did. (laughs) That'd be awesome. I would love that. (laughs) And then I I could actually see that people are playing it. I would try to snag that. I've still got Stadia. It'll be fine. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see if and when this gets announced. If if it doesn't get shuttered, if there isn't like a sale, or if the whole Harry Potter franchise doesn't implode first, we'll see. <laughs> we'll <laughs> there see are things crumbling on multiple ends of this deal. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, lightning round. So this one's going to be pure rumor and speculation, which seems to be already debunked. But I don't necessarily I don't necessarily you don't buy the <laughs> the debunking of it. So we'll we'll cover it a little bit and we'll talk about it here. Um, earlier this week, uh, it was noticed of couple of Twitter handles pop up. Uh, now, we've talked, obviously, in the past about how domain names can point to potential games. I don't think we've ever had one where it's like a Twitter handle points to a potential game necessarily. Um, but there were two uh, Twitter accounts whose names both said placeholder with a lock symbol and their at Twitter like handle was at Fable and at Perfect Dark Game. Uh, both of these show that these accounts were created in March of 2020. That has obviously led to speculation run wild about a potential new Fable game, which I feel like there's been rumors and hints of in the past. Uh, Same thing with a Perfect Dark game, whether that's a remake, re-release of the original Perfect Dark, or if it's a new game in the Perfect Dark franchise, or if it's even just like a remake of whatever the 360 Perfect Perfect Dark Dark game was. Yeah, Perfect Dark Zero, thank you. Um, Remains to be seen. Um, that kind of all started the whirlwind of everyone going bananas because we know that a Microsoft first party showcase is coming in July. What better way to make a big splash with that first party showcase than two franchises that are owned by Microsoft now in perfect dark and in fable. Um, the debunking comes in from Aaron Greenberg, who is Xbox's marketing boss who said, I know everyone is hungry for news, but sorry to get your hopes up. These accounts have been inactive for years. It is a standard practice to secure social handles for RIP. So that is his, I guess, Microsoft's official stance on these two. Uh, The reason I don't believe it is the little item in the Twitter handles that says joined March 2020. See, that's the part I think that has been debunked since. Okay, I haven't seen that. Because I I remember saying, like, they said that it was shopped somehow. Because the only way that shows that is a screenshot. So I think that was the debunked part. To show that, like that, that was photoshopped. Um, I didn't dig deep enough into it. Um, but also, you can change your Twitter handle. Like, 
Ty- yeah. Tyler does it all the fucking time. Yeah, no, you can change your Twitter handle. That's totally fine. But I feel like you wouldn't change. But like the fact that he said straight up, like the Xbox marketing boss was like, yeah, these are ours. They've been dormant for years. We just secure our IP with Twitter handles. Like, so they're say they're admitting that they're theirs, but said they've been inactive for years. So if, if there has been an update that I just haven't seen with the um, March 2020 part being photoshopped, mm-hmm. then, okay, that's, that makes more sense. But he's at least confirming there are Twitter handles for at Fable and at Perfect Dark Game right. that have been quote unquote inactive for years. Well, maybe they were a different handle and then they've just updated them to be just strictly Fable. Like maybe Fable Game was it at one point and then they're like oh we got to change it just fable because fable's open now or something like that mm-hmm. that's why i was thinking like you can change your your handle at any point so the account should have been or could have been active for years but they just recently have changed it to just at fable um i think one of the things which i think what you might have seen too i'm not sure um one of the people that follows those twitter accounts was um an xbox veteran ken lob who I guess they're like, oh my God, he follows the game. That lends more credence to it. Turns out that was just a fan account that was following it. Oh, yeah. For, it was like a Microsoft fan account or a Ken Lobb fan Logan. account. Though, um, but uh, yeah, so the, the rumors that I had seen before was that the Forza Horizons uh, developer um, playground, like they have another team that is supposedly working on a Fable 4 uh, with this rumor going back to like 2018. So... Uh, I think that's what, you know, kind of you take that rumor from a few years ago. Now this Twitter handle shows up being potentially Fable uh, and that gets everybody's motor running ahead of what is known as a first party Microsoft well, event. Fable also re um, reinstated their trademark on the name. Yeah. And that happened after this. So that was like if that had happened first, I think this would have been a lot bigger of a deal. But that, I think, came out on like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. And like specifically, they reinstated their um, their trademark with uh, like like four games intent to use. Yeah. So like there are like you can reinstate your, you know, uh, copyright or whatever on a thing and then just say like placeholder or like, you know, just holding the rights Mm -hmm. but like they specifically had the words intent to use in in the proposal to renew yeah so i mean i I definitely think a new fable game is coming whether or not this twitter handle points to that necessarily i I mean fable is also a comic book series yeah uh i think it's maybe fables it's fables yeah is it that's the wolf among us is based on fables Fables, the comic yeah but, like, that's just a word. Perfect Dark Game, obviously, is Perfect Dark Game. Like, right. yeah, <laughs> Fable yeah, yeah. could be anything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Do you do you care about a Fable 4 or another game in the Fable franchise Not or Perfect really. Dark? I wasn't really big into Fable. Um, I tried really hard to get into the first game. But, like, I, it's like Skyrim to me where it didn't give me enough hand-holding. Like, I'm one of the very few people that, like, I don't like a vast, wide open world. I'd rather have some sort of guidance into yeah. it. And Fable was just like, yo, be the person you want to be. And that's not really the kind of the game I want to yeah. play, which is fine. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's not for everybody. I'm, I'm very few way. into that. Like, I guess, like, you and I are maybe the, the vast minority in that. Whereas, like, I think a lot of people would, like, rather just have a world to live in yeah i i like an uncharted style of like it feels open and i can go left or right but really i'm going straight with slight variations versus just like here is a world at your disposal go bananas right well i mean like even like 
like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that had missions and stuff and you could just strictly play the story whereas like I think like Skyrim and Oblivion and Fable and all those stuff are you have to go find your mission. Yeah, like, you got to talk to everybody. I'd rather just have it given to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't really care about a Fable game. Uh Perfect Dark I wasn't super into. Like I played the I didn't never had a 64 but I had a friend who had a 64 and like I played his copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um but like those games don't hold up like the weird binding box shooter where yeah. it's not a first person shooter. Um, and perfect dark zero didn't do very well. And it also wasn't very great, but if they make a new one, sure. That's great. Uh, but I'm always in the make a new IP camp rather than rehash the same crap over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like that too, but I also do think that this is a franchise that has a rabid fan base because of the nostalgia factor of it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the first game doesn't necessarily hold up and Zero wasn't necessarily well received. This is the chance to really get the franchise right to kind of kick off it as if it was a new IP. Yeah. Like to give to breathe whole new life into it where, you know, most people just have that affinity for the older games, but looking back they probably don't ever go back and play them or love them don't but, don't go back and yeah I'm, I'm warning everyone who's listening don't go back and play those games They're yeah because like, as good as you remember i've played golden eye since and, and i is, honestly don't know how to play it yeah we did the same thing i had a like party with some friends and we're like we're gonna like whip out the 64 and play golden eye again and then we were all just like how the hell do you play this yeah it's like it doesn't make sense in at, when you were well and then we games. had the one kid who like had or kid the one guy who has yeah. who has played it since and was just wrecking and we're like this isn't dude i don't know how to do Nick, this. this isn't fun <laughs> yeah so i think it could be cool to breathe new life into that obviously fable had several games they had what three, three. numerical games but then wasn't there another one like uh, a offshoot pub, pub games uh i feel like there was some it was like fable with legends is that a thing i think that was there was some spin-off of sorts i guess there was the pub games thing that uh, you could cheat in to get money for the actual game before Fable Three came out. Maybe that's one. And then of. when you, if you uh, ported your stuff into Fable Three, it gave you like a dunce hat. Like it knew you cheated, huh. which was pretty funny. Um, but it was like a free to play. It was just pub games. It was like a card game game. Yeah. Let's see, what am I thinking of? Is that all of that? Fable, Fable the Lost Chapters, Fable 2, Fable 2 Pub Games, Fable 3, Fable Heroes, Fable the Journey. I think those are probably mobile games. Uh, Fable Heroes is a beat-em-up by Lionhead for Xbox 360. So that was like an indie game on the 360. Um, And then Fable the Journey was an on-rails game for Connect. (laughs) So nothing good. Yeah. So three mainline games and a bunch of junk spin-off games. Yeah. So I mean it's it's possible again that you just breathe new life into it and with the power of these next gen consoles you could probably do some really cool stuff in terms of AI and you know draw distance and all these different things to like really give an awesome fleshed out world there. It's not a series that I particularly care about. But I, I think they also have to lose the kind of cartoonish veneer it has. But that's the thing. You could do that on this next gen and yeah. make it more of a Skyrim-esque, but set in the Fable world mm-hmm. that people have like an affinity for. So yeah. I think that could be cool um, if it if it ends up taking place, which, again, we don't know for certain. 
lightning round. Uh, we got confirmation this week about Dreams getting an update on the 22nd of July, uh, which will bring VR support to Dreams the game, which uh, is pretty cool. That's fucking super cool. Yeah. Um, so you'll be able to create VR games. You don't have to have VR to create VR games, which is cool. Um, obviously, you won't be able to test them necessarily, but you'll also be able to create in VR, which I think will give you much more precision. It's in beta now. I tried to get into it, but I think the beta was only for like European people or people in the UK when they like put up the offer for it. Yeah. Um, but supposedly you can create in VR, which means that you're most likely using a move controller to draw or paint or mm -hmm. pick up things because part of the problem that i had in the very limited time i spent with dreams which i do want to get more involved in was it just seemed cumbersome to move stuff around there was a lot of like hold this button to do this and then hold another button to do this and then move it like there was a lot of multiple button prompts to be able to move and stretch and do things because you're like you're a character that has to walk on do a thing and then get it to do this so there's like there's a little bit more it wasn't as like point and clicky yeah. as I would have necessarily liked. Like with Mario Maker, you just drag stuff on the screen and you put it where you want it to. Right. I would think and hope that VR would do that to where it's like, oh, okay, this building that I drew, boom, here, put that here, scale it up, like pull, like you could do like two touch pulling to scale the way you do on your phone with like two move controllers. Right. Um, so I think that would be really cool. Um, and I'd like to see just like what people can come up with for VR games that wouldn't have otherwise existed yeah that's the cooler aspect of that i'm thinking because like you always say that like 40 dollars is your sweet spot for a vr game mm -hmm. um or you know less because usually they're not full experiences yeah. well you've already bought dreams for 20 bucks and now people are going to make these for you yeah like that's super cool yeah i'm pretty jazzed for that um speaking of 40 dollars experiences i didn't get iron man yet i was gonna ask about that um i do plan to it's just with vacation and whatever like i would have had an hour to play it yeah this weekend so i think that'll be something that i play more next week uh but i do plan to get it but yeah no i'm super stoked for this when did they say the update was uh the 22nd of july so there's a couple weeks before this will come out um but you know that'll give me an excuse to jump back into dreams mm -hmm. which will be cool um just to see you know what new things have been made and what vr stuff is available because beta testers will have existed that will be able to make games in vr the developers will be able to add some little like VR experience type things in the meantime. Cause Did they you watch the little video of it? No, I haven't. Because they already showed like they showed some stuff that has already been created through mm -hmm. that video. Yeah. And like some of the stuff that looks really cool. They obviously did the whole um the like running joke is the the giant breakfast that the guy made in VR. Uh, mm -hmm. or in uh in dreams initially it like looks like a picture of a english mm -hmm. full english breakfast yeah but in the video they have it in vr and i can like pick up the like oh, eggs cool. and stuff and i was like that's that's good i like you're keeping your running joke or yeah. not joke but like your running theme yeah, together the through line yeah. yeah so yeah i'm i'm pretty excited for that it's pretty cool uh so we'll see what comes uh to dreams virtual reality which they said from the beginning was always a plan so oh, this really? is good that it's, it's actually getting that support now i think six months i don't even remember when dreams came out i think it was like beginning of this year if i recall i don't know but time has lost all meaning so uh but yeah that'll be exciting and uh, we'll talk about that more when it comes out lightning round we got some more tv projects in development uh the first of which is based on a game that i could have sworn had to do with bananas but you're telling me now that it doesn't well there's a banana on the cover and apparently it's like you're like it's it's the mascot it's not it has nothing to do with the game which is so weird for a mascot to have nothing to do with the game but here we are what um, are we talking about uh the game my friend pedro is getting a tv adaptation um 
by I Pedro was the banana. I swear to you, I did. I th- <laughs> no, I think you are Pedro. The banana is the narrator. Oh, okay. From what I remember, from what very little of this game, I yeah, played. I have not played this game. I know um, that it's available on Switch, and I remember seeing it's on everything. It's, yeah, it's on I, PC. It's on PS4. I remember seeing when this game came out, people talking about it, but all I saw was the cover with the banana with a smiley face and that's the only thing about this game that i know uh, it's a fun game it's very hard to play on console or at least on the switch um because you have to use the triggers to slow down time and shoot and jump and then you use the um, dual sticks to control either of your arms or yeah, the joy con are a little too small for that it, it's a little too small and like you hold down one of the the triggers to control your left arm as well one of them also slows time, and then one of them also makes you jump. So yeah. you're holding down usually three triggers at a time and using two sticks to try and control yourself through the air and shoot at the same time. Yeah, you got to get like a claw machine action on your yeah, hand. Yeah, so there. like I, my fingers just hurt after playing the game. Uh, it might do better on um, the PS4. Yeah, uh, those... It's obviously made for the, the PC originally. Yeah, but obviously uh, those are bulkier controllers with bigger button surface areas. So. Yeah, um, but its concept was very cool. It's all about bullet time and shooting multiple things in multiple directions and diving over people and diving through people and stuff. It's pretty much The Matrix meets John Wick, which makes the TV series um, seemingly going to be cool because it's going to be um, written by the co-creator of John Wick. Uh, Derek Kolstad. Cool. Um, it's going to be a half-hour comedy rated R series for somebody. They haven't said who yet. Uh, any indication if this is animated or live action? Uh, not that I could tell. Okay. Um, I uh, my guess is it's probably going to be a live action. Um, but it's just said like we've bought the rights. It's going to be a half an hour thing. Yeah. Uh, Derek Kolstad's working on it, and it's uh, not going to be a PG thing. Cool. So. I'm I'm down if this ever comes out. I mean, a lot of things that get right yeah, spot development just and float whatnot. around forever and yeah. never go anywhere. Um, but if this does get made, it's gonna be Deadpool the show, pretty much. Okay, that could be. I mean, that could be cool because that's what the that's what the the game is. It's yeah. it's Deadpool John Wick. Okay, so that sounds super cool. And even if it's animated, I'm okay with that too. It, yeah. The, and you can get away with a lot more. And obviously animated projects are all the boom right now because you can work on them. And like rated R animated projects. Yeah. Like adult animation is finally picking up in the West. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, so the the game isn't terribly like cartoony. It's just an indie. It's got the indie game facade that every indie game does where it's not everything doesn't look realistic because it's an indie game. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think it would probably bode better if it was cartoon. Because then you could be like, oh, it's funny, people are exploding, like, as opposed to if this was live action, and now you just have, like, blood-particled people all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, you can get away with a lot more in animation than you can in live action, so. Um, but either way, I'm excited for this, if it will ever exist past them buying the rights for it and say they're working on it. Cool. Um, no studio or anything, no uh, station, obviously, lined up, because yeah. I think they have to, like, pitch that kind of stuff. Once it starts, you know, more production other than we're working on it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, all right. Lightning Round, the other TV series currently in development, has a bit more information about it in that it is coming to Amazon uh, and has a pretty decent pedigree behind it. What other show are we getting? Uh, Fallout is getting a TV series from the creators of Westworld. 
Yeah, so Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. Lisa? Yes. Uh, Lisa Joy. Yep. Yes. Um, this was announced in a uh, Amazon Studios Twitter uh, post that was just like the Fallout t- uh, TV that they have. That's all their trailers and stuff like that are on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like flashed up and it said like TV series and it said like by the creators of Westworld and they put their names on it. And then it just said like Amazon Studios. Um, I don't think there's a timeline for this either. Um, but uh, I think I'd be more interested in this than the games. This falls along the same lines as um, uh, Fable that we were talking about earlier, where it's just a bit too open for me. Like, I played Fallout 3, whatever the one it was on the 360. Yeah, Fallout 3. And, Why uh, New Vegas? And, and a bunch of New Vegas. I never finished either of them, but I got to the point where I was just like, yeah, it's all feeling pretty samey to me as it goes along. Yeah, like I wa- the first time I ever saw Fallout, I watched a person play Fallout 3, and I was just like, oh, no. No, this looks painfully boring. I don't want any part of this. Yeah, and it's a lot of... But the world is cool. a lot of dialogue. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, but like, I think the world is cooler than the gameplay. For me, at least. Again, and I haven't played it. I've just watched other people play it. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, people are like, oh, yeah, no, you just got to get in there. And I'm like, I know, but... It's the same thing they say about Skyrim. It's just, yeah. Well, it's the same kind of, you know, Right, and that's game. it's just not for me. Yeah, it's like, okay, I watched a guy play Morrowind and I was bored. Yeah. Like... I but if like I watch them play Call of Duty, I'm not bored. Right. Like and because it's your own you're crafting your own experience with those games, mm-hmm. which is why it's hard to watch someone else play them, and I fully understand that. But that's the barrier I have to get over to be like, okay, all I have in my head is boredom. So like do am I gonna go out, spend sixty dollars, get over the hump of to be able to craft my own experience <laughs> right. when I'm going in with a like a preconceived notion of boredom. Right. Which is not what you want in a game. So like, I don't begrudge anybody that likes it. Uh, it's just, it's never been my genre uh, of game, but of movie or TV show, this seems like it could be really cool. Yeah. With a narrative that's now given to me, as opposed to, I have to create the narrative. I will definitely watch a fallout show. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll at least give it the first episode. Yeah. You and know? like, I like Westworld. I like the, I mean, their seasons go up and down and some episodes are better than others, but overall I like the show Westworld. Yeah. Um, and I like that kind of retro future aesthetic that I think fallout does so well where, what is it? It's like if there was a nuke in the fifties and this is now the future. Yeah. You've been sitting in a a fallout bunker for X amount of time. I don't remember if there's an actual year or anything like that, but Uh, this is post nuclear explosion. Yeah. So like, I kind of like the fact that everything is based off of what the fifties thought the future would look like. Yeah. Um, and I like the, like, I like the little mascot and I like, you know, all the, I like all the aesthetic to it. It's just the game itself is not a thing that intrigues me. So this is very much a thing where I will dive into this world as a show, as a structured narrative, um, which will obviously be open to all kinds of twists and turns and reveals. And, you know, if it's, if this is more like Westworld season one, it's all about like, oh, what's who's on whose side? Who's a robot? What's going on? What's real? What's not? If you do that with this kind of aesthetic, I think you could have a really good show on your hands. Yeah. The fact that the Westworld people are tied to this makes complete sense. Yeah. I never watched Westworld. I just know of like from other people, you know, obviously you and, 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 and explanations of how it is. And it seems like they could just easily spin a West uh, fallout series. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to. I mean, obviously, no um, kind of plan yet for 
when this will be out. Um, but basically it's got, you know, it's got a studio, it's got a production company, it's got high profile writers slash directors in, uh, Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. Uh, Nolan says that he is a fan of the game and has spent countless hours playing that he could have been spent hanging out with friends and family that <laughs> he's lost to fallout. So, uh, that hopefully puts it in the right, you know, person's hands. You never know. It could just be like, Oh, I love this game. It's so long. You know, the same way it's like, I love the character. I love this story arc that I read of their comic book. Like, it, it could just be, you yeah. know, marketing speak or whatever, but um, it seems to have some pretty decent potential here for a, a pretty good show. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. Anything that I missed for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week? No, I think I'll do it. Cool. That will do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know what you think about next gen being more expensive. Uh, if you are interested at all in Nintendo World, uh, what you think about the Lockhart or Series S reveal, if you think that's coming, uh, if you you think that's going to be something you're interested in uh, do you care about azure striker gunvolt 3 or the harry potter rpg uh, who do you believe the twitter or the xbox marketing person about fable and perfect dark um oh i did miss something actually i missed the playstation plus games for this month oh yeah yeah you did uh, which you can let us know which one you're most excited about is it uh tomb raider the the second t- tomb raider or is rise it of the tomb raider? rise of the tomb raider uh, or is it the other game that you're getting, NBA 2K20, which I actually am excited about. There's also a bonus game. Yeah, Erica, which is like a... Um, a walking cinem- simulator horror game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did miss that. Um, so let's know which one of those three games you're most excited about. Mine is <laughs> NBA 2K20, because I love me a free sports game. And it's the perfect time, because the NBA is coming back. And you don't have to spend $70 on it. And I don't have to spend $70 on it. Uh, let us know what you think about Dreams coming to VR or the My Friend Pedro or Fallout TV series on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Wash your hands.